0: Hello guys welcome back to the logical female i hope everyone's had a great weekend for today's podcast we're going to delve into the world of dating and specifically red flags so the reason i want to talk about dating is because i look at my statistics for my podcast from time to time i don't look into it too much because I know statistics don't matter when you're just doing this out of passion. So 54% of my listeners tend to be from the age range of 23 to 27. 30% are from the age range of 18 to 22 and 8% is from 28 to 34. So the ages that I mentioned are the age range between 18 to 34, and typically, people of such age tend to do the most dating. So, this is what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. So, I, of course, am going to be speaking from personal experiences and red flags that I have noticed that are alarming, and you should always be on the lookout for The first one is rushing exclusivity. Now, this one can vary from opinions because depending on how long you've, how often you see the person, then exclusivity can differ. But if that person just got out of a relationship, for example, that's a red flag because that tells you that that person cannot be alone. And any person who cannot be alone cannot foster a healthy relationship. Because relationships require independence and the ability of you being alone. But when you're together, you're conjoined and you just ha- lead independent lives. But when you're together, you're happy and you're at comfort and you feel stability. That's the whole point of a relationship is it's not to live your lives together. It's to live it separately, but join together. Another red flag is making big plans and lots of signs of impulsiveness, like rushing things. You don't want to be with someone who's rushing things very early on in a relationship. Another one, obviously, someone who is controlling and wants to control every aspect of your life because that's a boundary that you don't want someone crossing. Controlling person is someone who thinks they can always get their way, and that's not a healthy relationship. Another one is introduces you to his friend's or her friends too soon. You don't want to introduce early, early on a partner that you're dating to your friends or your family. Because who knows where this relationship is going to go. Another red flag that is probably one of the biggest red flags. And I'm not trying to sound insensitive because I'm not insensitive towards mental illness however unregulated mental illness can cause so much harm to a partner who does not have experience with someone who is mentally ill you know being having a mental illness is one thing but not being responsible for it and using it as an excuse for the way you act in a relationship Now that's not excusable because especially if you're at a certain age and you know you have a mental illness, you should be taking responsibility of your mental illness and regulating it, especially if you have the desire to be in a stable and healthy relationship. Of course, other important red flags are someone who does not have A seemingly healthy relationship with their family. Now, you don't need to have a healthy relationship with both parents because, you know, the times we're living in, no family seems to have a healthy relationship or at least no family is perfect in my opinion. But having at least one close family member that you continually talk to is important because it shows that that person has developed healthy relationships from the start when they were a child. Because if you have that sense of belonging in your family or you know you can trust someone, then it becomes easier to be in a relationship with someone when you're older because your relationship with a parent has been healthy growing up having physical self-awareness and self-awareness in general is the first step in releasing any kind of trauma of your past and i believe when you are physically aware you are able to form healthier relationships because think about it, how can you open up and explore the inner workings and intimate, get intimate with someone if you yourself are not working and processing your emotions in a healthy way? If your life isn't chaos, the last thing you want to do is to bring chaos to a healthy person's life. The reason that I say that a lot of the times we do know when something is a red flag, but we ignore it, is for the reason that our gut feelings signal what is safe, life-sustaining or threatening, even if we cannot quite explain why we feel that the way we do. Our gut feelings are there for a reason, and, you know, that flight or flight feeling you feel someone says something alarming or when you no longer feel comfortable around that person that's usually a sign to run away and that's your body's way of telling you this is not right and this is why it's very important to be self-aware of our physical bodies because our bodies signal a lot of things to us for a reason It's survival mode. It's the reason that we are the biggest population in the world as humans, rather than any kind of animal species. It's because we have learned to adapt and listen to our bodies throughout these years. I think that the early stages of dating are very critical, and that's when you should be vetting the person. Because that's when your boundaries are being established and when you're communicating what you like and what you don't like. And you need to look past someone being physically attractive or you being attracted to their intellect or whatever. Because in the end, if your boundaries aren't being met or they cannot satisfy your boundaries, then that right there is going to cause future arguments, future arguments that aren't going to sustain and build a long-lasting relationship, that a long-lasting relationship requires stability, honesty, communication, trust, and amongst other things, everyone's negotiation factor is different. I believe that toxic relationships tend to lack honesty and trust. Once you don't have trust in your partner, that's when the overthinking comes, the arguments, and it escalates to a downward spiral. Now, I think that the easiest way to spot a toxic person is they tend to have controlling tendencies. And a controlling person will decide for you who you can hang out with what you can wear, what you can post on social media. That kind of person is the last kind of person you want to be with. And if you do see potential in that person, you can bring up that you don't like this controlling behavior. But the second time this happens is when you must leave. Because other than the reason them being controlling, a lot of traumatized people will view that as them being caring or wanting to protect you, but that is not the case. A controlling person is an insecure person. An insecure person will always have issues in their past and future relationships. If you are insecure in yourself, there is no way on earth you can have a secure relationship. A relationship Everyone should have their own separate lives. Everyone should do their own thing. And that's when the trust comes in. You learn to build that trust over time. Trust does not happen immediately. It doesn't happen immediately with friends. It happens with family naturally because you're born and you grow with them. You grow with your family. But in regards to non-biological relationships, such as family and friends such as friends and relationships, I mean, you need to build that trust. Trust doesn't happen immediately. You need to work on it. You need to communicate. Communication is very important because through communication, you realize, you notice if that person is the right person for you or not. And all of this, all of this happens in the early stages of dating, and that's only if you are looking to seriously date because on my podcast personally have don't shame anyone who's casually dating but at least for my age I only seriously date and the vetting process happens very early on in the dating stages You realize one red flag that's going to carry on throughout the whole relationship if you don't like that one thing that person does. Like I always say, it's better to be single than to be in a relationship you have to overthink about. Because we already are stressed enough in our lives between university, between work. The last thing we need when we come back home is someone who's chaotic and cannot bring stability and patience in our lives. The reason we have relationships, friendships, relationships is for that peace. And if that person does not provide you peace, clarity, communication, and respect, then be alone. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Stay alone, work on yourself. Being alone does not mean you're lonely. Being alone means you're working on yourself, you're happy with yourself, and you're not forcing any outcomes or people to stay in your life because things just fall in place in the right time. Now, there's another red flag that I forgot to mention, and that red flag is the type of person who makes the money they have in their bank account, their education, or their social standing, their social status, their entire personality. The same goes for the type of person who makes their political views their entire personality. That just goes to show you that person does not know who they are, and they think that these material things or... Their education makes them a better human being. But being a healthy individual means you're able to form healthy relationships. You're able to articulate and communicate in your relationships. You are able to be kind, to be understanding. The most important is being a good listener and respecting yourself Once you respect yourself, you're able to respect those around you and form healthy relationships. But if you base your entire personality over your achievements, you lack personality. You just don't have a personality because when we die, we don't take our degree with us. We don't take out the money in our bank account with us. In the end, it's how you made people feel the memories you shared with people how you impacted the lives of those around you that's the only thing you're leaving behind and if you want to leave a legacy you don't focus on money you don't focus on education you focus on those but they're two separate things Success and forming healthy relationships are separate things. They, You cannot base it on your personality. You cannot go into a relationship thinking you're offering so much for the other person just because you have money in your bank account or you come from an Ivy League. Because these things do not sustain a healthy relationship. And if that's all that you can offer other other than kindness, or sop- reciprocity, and respect, then you are not a healthy individual and you need to work on your self-development and less ego, more self-love. You all know, from time to time, I like to read excerpts or quotes, I find in a book that I'm currently reading. So the book I'm currently reading, and I'm quite chaotic. I read lots of books at the same time, but the book I'm currently reading is called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and the Body in the Healing of Trauma by Basil van der Kolk. Some of the quotes that I've highlighted will be what I'm going to read. However, in order to feel emotionally close to another human being, Our defense system must temporarily shut down. In order to play, mate, and nurture our young, the brain needs to turn off its natural vigilance. Most of the times, our bodies are able to tell if it's okay to let our guards down in front of someone because that person gives us a sense of comfort. The real danger is when you feel on edge around the person. When the smoke detectors of the brain malfunction, people no longer, no longer run when they should be trying to escape or fight back when they should be defending themselves. However, as just points out, achieving any sort of deep intimacy, a close embrace, sleeping with a mate and sex requires allowing oneself to experience immobilization without fear. It is especially challenging for traumatized people to discern when they are actually safe and to be able to activate their self defenses when they are in danger this requires having experiences that can restore the sense of physical safety a topic to which we'll return to many times in the chapter that followed didn't need to read that part but i thought this would be cool to read because kind of has to do with what i was talking about discerning if someone is healthy or not and the requirements for healthy relationship. thing that I sort of want to mention is a reminder that most of the times we think we need this out of a certain type of requirements for a relationship, but most of the times it's the total opposite of what we need. For example, a chaotic person might think that they need more chaos in their life to manage a healthy relationship so they look out for a chaotic person or someone who someone who you feel familiar with because it's comforting it's comforting to know someone is the same as you if you're a chaotic person you might want some chaos in your life but in regards to a relationship You need someone who is patient, not chaotic. Same goes, vice versa. If you are a patient person, you might need some chaos in your life. You might need some kind of over-the-mind kind of manic person. But just a gentle reminder, most of the times we think we need something when we need the total opposite. And don't be too hard on yourself. Things fall into place when... It's the right time, and the right time is different for everyone. That's it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm going to talk more about Ukraine and Russia in my next one because I feel like there will be a lot to talk about in the coming week, although I already have my opinions on what's happening. I will keep you guys anticipated for the next podcast. All right. Have a good night, everyone, or whenever you're listening to this.